Welcome back to the Golf Club. Randy Merkin with you, and it's my pleasure to be joined by the U.S. Am winner for 2020 and Band in Dunes, Tyler Strafacci. Tyler, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Uh, this is awesome to be on the show. and Looking forward to it. Tyler, um, I'm doing great, and nothing is better than nighttime golf, primetime golf, and I had the chance over the weekend to watch a lot of golf, and especially from where you were playing in Band in Dunes, and you put on quite a show. Uh, first of all, congratulations. Thank you so much. That was, it was a fun, fun round of golf with a great kid and Ollie and something I'll remember for the rest of my life. Well, let's, let's uh, go through the whole, the whole week for you, Tyler, because, you know, it's so grueling to win the USAM. And, I mean, you've got to get through it. How many matches did you win, Tyler? I won six matches. Six matches. And none of them were like walk-offs, right? I mean, that were, were easy wins. They were all... It seemed like most of them were going down to the wire. Just take me through the pressure and the mental toughness it takes to go through that and win all those matches. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's insane. Uh, you pretty much understand at the moment if you uh, have one bad day and you don't execute a couple shots here or there, you're going to get knocked out pretty early. Um, so it's one of those things that you have to build up for and, that's why you don't see a lot of USAM champions that uh, haven't kind of built up to this moment, because uh, it takes a lot of a lot of prep work and a lot of time and time spent learning how to win golf tournaments. And it's it's tough, right? I'm not gonna lie; it was it was pretty brutal, uh, but it was good to get it done and really enjoyed it. You know, it was it was fun watching you and your dad. Uh, Frank's Frank Jr. was your caddy, and it was just great to watch the camaraderie the two of you had. And uh, I was watching a couple matches, and I know in the semifinal match you had a four-up lead in the back nine, and ended up coming down to eighteen. Um, at any of the matches, Tyler, did you ever think to yourself, "Boy, you know, maybe th- maybe this is where I go out," or did you always have the supreme confidence yourself, even when you lose a hole on a tough putt or something like that, that you can come back and win it? No, I had confidence the whole week. Um, but like you said, that Amon match really uh, kind of hit me after 17. I, I'm not going to lie, I got very negative and down on myself and kind of felt not, I wouldn't say embarrassed, but like, wow, you just gave up four. I mean, it sucks. Um, but my dad was there. That's why he's my caddy. That's why I had him there. Um, he knows me better, and he got me switched around. And actually, that was the only time I had a little self-doubt. Um, just because all that was riding on the line, I'd never been in that situation. Uh, it kind of just kind of just gets you if you're not ready for it. And it, it got me. Amon played great. And I didn't give it away. He, uh, he made three birdies in four or five holes to, to get it. So I, I texted him later. I said, I'm very proud of you. That was hard fought. And don't get down on the finish because, I said, you made me crap my pants, man. Uh, <laughs> I was pretty pretty cool. Uh, and what a great kid he was. Uh, everyone I played this week was classy and just full of support after the round. So I was, I was happy for that. Yeah, it was fun to watch. I have to admit, Tyler, we're visiting with Tyler Strafacci, who won the 2020 USAM. And, you know, I mean, some of the conditions at Bandon Dunes were crazy. I mean, you guys, I don't think I've ever seen this in the middle of a round. You had a fog delay, like, for four or five minutes. I think on the seventeenth tee, um, because you guys could could you guys how how much could you see in your final round against Ali? So, 
I would say that on 17 wasn't even the worst. Um, every single hole, it took a while just to kind of see where you're hidden because I watched coverage and I saw saw the fog and the fog on TV was nothing compared to what it was out there. We literally could not see a flag for six holes. Which is incredible uh, because, you know, on, sometimes on TV – they didn't even know what was going on. Like, you know, Bones a couple times, like, I, I don't know where that one went, guys. You know, and, and if I'm thinking, if he doesn't know, did, when you hit your tee shots, did you know where it was going? I mean, we, we all kind of knew it. Me and Ollie were both in control of our game. So <clears throat> once we hit it, we knew where it was going. Uh, we just didn't know where to aim it. That was a, that was a tough thing. Um, on 14, you couldn't see anything. Uh, Ollie picked the line. And then I picked the line where I thought it was, and he kind of hit and hope. Uh, and it was just that was probably the one thing that fan or the people that watched the tournament didn't see was just how hard it was to see and trust where you wanted to hit the ball. Um, especially you're thinking about the most pressure you'll ever have in amateur golf um, with so many people watching and so much at stake, and you came and see where to hit it. But there was not one time where we wanted to stop. Uh, we both wanted to kick each other's butts so badly that it did not matter. Um, but it was fun. I, I think that was one of the cooler part of the tournament was playing in that mystical fog. It was, it was pretty cool. All right, Tyler. So in the, in the championship round, in the final match, you're, you go down early pretty significantly. I think you were down five at one point, and you, then you run off, I think, three straight holes. Then you jump out, take the lead, and... I want to go, I want to say maybe it was the 31st or 32nd hole where you, it's a short par four, Ollie's in trouble, uh, and you just, I mean, you hit a beautiful second shot, put it like two feet from the pin, and you miss the putt, and you end up having the hole. Uh, how, how do you rebound from that? Because, I mean, that that's a putt that you, you make nine and a half out of ten times, right? Yeah. No, it was about, oh, you're talking that whole ten, right? Right, um, yep, yep. Yeah, no, the, it was about... I watched TV. It looked really short. Uh, it was about three and a half. Feet. Okay. Uh, maybe it could have been four. Um, and I just hit a bad putt. I've been putting poorly all week. Uh, my speed was off and that was probably the only bad putt I hit all day. Um, and I just misread it and it kind of bobbled on me and I didn't put a good roll on it. But yeah, it was one of those things that was easy to shake off because I'd been putting so good that day and, I was playing so good that I didn't really have a worry about my game. Um, but it kind of sucked to give away that hole. Uh, but, yeah, it was – trust me, it, it, it was short, but it wasn't that short. It was, okay. See, that's yeah. another deceiving thing because, then, you know, on, on, on the screen, and you never know if it's a downhill putt, if it's going hard left or right. You know, it's let's, not, just, let's just say I kind of laid my putter down to kind of see the length for me and Ollie, and it was it – was, Longer than the length of my putter. Okay, my putter's three feet. So. Okay, all right, then that that I'm glad I asked you that question. Then, so Tyler, take no, me. No, but it was still embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> take me to 18 because uh, you hit a great drive, um, and then you hit maybe the shot. I don't know if I don't want to say, but uh, maybe the shot of your life, right? I mean, it, it just I mean, and I loved your reaction after you hit it too. Uh, take me through that shot. Yeah, it was. Uh... It was a shot I knew I had to hit as good as possible to be able to get it on the green. Um, it was 245, 246 with a C25 cover over the bunker. Uh, and my stock four probably goes 220, so I had to find a little extra oomph. 
And I knew I had to hit a winning shot to win the golf tournament. I wasn't going to maybe make birdie and win. I wanted to make eagle and win the tournament because that would have put a lot of pressure on him because he's only five, ten yards in front of me. Um, so, yeah, it just came off the face perfect and just said, oh, please be good. And I was watching that thing for an hour and a half in the air. <laughs> and it finally hopped over that bunker and I looked at my dad and I gave it a big fist pump and I was just so pumped at that moment. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, talk about like, you know, hitting pressure shots and pressure situations. That That's it right there. And how cool was it, Tyler, that your dad was on the bag? And, you know, I mean, I know you've you've already had other great accomplishments this year as well, but to win this event with your dad right there with you, how awesome was that? Yeah, I mean, winning, sharing anything with your father in your life is cool. Uh, and to do it at a tournament that we both wanted to win our whole lives, even him as a competitor, he's dreamt of winning the USAM himself. Um, and to do it with his son on the bag and to me do it with my father, I, mean, I, I really can't put into words what it means because it's, it's something that parents dream of doing. It's something that sons dream of doing. Uh, and we, we both have that connection for the rest of our lives. And he's my best friend. I love him to death. So that's also an added bonus, but... Yeah, that, unbelievable. that was great watching. I watched the uh, press or your presentation afterwards, and that was great here. you talking about that. And, and Tyler, you, you joined in a really exclusive club. I mean, when you, you know, your name is mentioned with the likes of like Matt Kuchar, Georgia Tech guy like yourself, uh, Justin Leonard, who was on the call, and, of course, maybe the greatest golfer of all time, Tiger Woods. Uh, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. I mean, even being consideration and company with those guys and being on the same – trophy uh it's pretty damn cool it's a uh, something that i'm going to be able to look at that trophy for the rest of my life and say i did something pretty special um that's why i'm never leaving this trophy i, I think the u.s is gonna have to pry it out of <laughs> I, I ain't giving that thing up so you get you, you give it up next year then when the when there's the next u.s yeah. okay i have to give it up right before the end i gotcha and then before i let you go tyler tell me the coolest text or phone call you have received since you, since winning uh, just, I mean, I would say just a lot of my friends and family that I haven't heard from in a while and we kind of got disconnected, uh, just getting those and I, I would, a lot of tour players text me and a couple of people I look up to on tour, but just, just some people I haven't talked to and very close friends I haven't talked to in a long time just through the voice is really cool. So on, on the broadcast, Tyler, they mentioned that you have a relationship with Dan Marino. Did he did he reach out to you? Uh, he I think he probably I think he reached out to my mom. Actually, okay, but I don't have his number. Gotcha. Is he a good golfer? He can kick my butt. <laughs> wow, he's really good. Wow. No, I I played with him in nine holes the other day, and he shot I think thirty four, thirty five at oh. our home course. And unbelievable. I think I shot. I think I might have nipped him by one, but huh. he's really good. Well, Tyler, congratulations. I, I watched a ton of the golf coverage over the weekend, and I was amazed with the shots you were hitting under pressure situations. Uh, congratulations. Best of luck to you going forward in your senior season, and uh, thanks for joining us today on the Golf Club. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Thanks, Tyler. Appreciate it, buddy. Take care.